Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Want an unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league? Look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for each week based on your starters, bench players, and free agent pool. SquadQL provides waiver and trade recommendations, too. Go to SquadQL.com to download SquadQL for free. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy optimizer trusted by 100,000 DFS players. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. It is me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, joined, as always, by Michael Fabiano. Fabs, how are you feeling today? I got a headache, Marcus. Uh-oh, why is that? Le'Veon Bell's giving me a headache. I thought you were going to say the only cure was more cowbell, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a Le'Veon Bell headache because yeah. this whole situation is driving me nuts. I have him in three different leagues, and... Now I guess we sit and wait for the drama to unfold. Yeah, we will. Uh, we will certainly get to that. You're saying that Bell has your head ringing? Is that what's yes? Going on? In that, fact, that was going on. He does now, Eddie. If we had a bell drop right there, <laughs> like, boom! Perfect. Ring the bell. Yep. Speaking of uh, of Eddie Murph, how you doing today, man? I'm great, and not to pile on uh, Fabs more, but I am. Uh, the owner of James Conner, who drafted him second to last pick, 18th round. So well while done. you're very upset with Le'Veon Bell, I'm quite happy that I may have a, a steal. There you go. There you go. So like that's I, that will be, I'm sure, a big focus uh, of what we talk about. But uh, I, I should be remiss. Happy football day. I mean, we are sitting here as we record this. We are mere hours away from the start, the official start Real football of the 2018 National Football League season. We made it, y'all. Like we spent, we we were in the the wilderness of the off season, just spouting hot takes with no real basis in fact. Now we have actual football that we will be able to talk about when we come back here and sit in the studio on Monday. Uh, we will have overreaction theater because we will play one game and everybody will be overreacting to the yep. things that we saw. Yep. Uh, on Thursday and Sunday. But first, before we get to it, we will go through pretty much every game on the schedule for week one. But first, let's do some news. Let's do the news. All right. So uh, as you may have heard, 
and as we talked about a little bit, uh, Le'Veon Bell, as of uh, the moment we sat down to record this, still had not reported to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, we don't know when he's going to show up. Uh, you know, he, he, or rather his agent, I should say, has been sort of uh, needling the Steelers. We heard from some of the offensive linemen in Pittsburgh who don't seem all this ha- all that happy about Le'Veon Bell not being there. Uh, Mike Tomlin's kind of trying to stay cool and stay out of it a little bit. But the fact remains that as of Thursday afternoon, Le'Veon Bell was not in the building for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it looks pretty uh, unlikely that he is going to play on Sunday. Um, is it time to panic? Dude, I'm already panicking. That's <laughs> why I have the headache. So I did a draft last night uh, with some Twitter folks, and Le'Veon Bell was the 20th pick. Second round, 12-team league, 20th pick. Now, James Conner went in the seventh round to the team that drafted Le'Veon Bell. So not only did that team... Take Bell at what could potentially be a bargain basement price. We'll see. But he also had a reach, like really reach, to get James Conner to make sure that he has secured that Steelers backfield. So if Conner is somehow out there available in your fantasy football league, first off, you need to find like better people to play with. But <laughs> if he's out there, get him. He needs to be owned in every league across the board. Uh, I talked to Aditi Kingwala earlier today, and she told me that James Conner is going to be the guy as long as Le'Veon Bell is not present uh, in that Steelers offense. And I'm not talking about being present on a more limited basis. They are going to run the same offense that they ran with Lev Bell with Conner in that backfield. And Conner looked great in the preseason. Who knows, Marcus, in 16 weeks, we could be sitting back talking about how James Conner was the biggest sleeper in fantasy football this year. In fact, in our experts league, that Akbar, that Akbar, <laughs> you know, the guy takes his shirt off on the show, embarrasses the rest of us because he's in such good shape. And he took Connor like two spots ahead of me in the experts draft. So I had to basically open up the Brinks truck. I traded him Sony Michelle and Nelson Aguilar <laughs> just to get Connor because I had to. I had to, right? I mean, I think you did. Here's the thing. I would like to think that Akbar thought this through and thought, you know, you know, that he was going to like snake you. I, I think he just picked James Conner and, you know, without realizing that. No, he, he definitely did not snake me. He had no idea yeah, he didn't that know. I had left. He Bell. had no idea. He just kind of worked. Like I'm now I am petty and vindictive enough that, you know, in your draft where he went 20th, I would have like gotten I would have tried to snake him in like the fifth or sixth round just, <laughs> just for that reason, because that's that's just who I am. But uh, yeah, everybody who has love is is on alert. So, I mean, we will all be monitoring this story as it goes along. We will be waiting to see what may happen. I know he tweeted back in May uh, something about 9-18-18, I think it is, or 9-8-18. I, I don't have the tweet in front of me, but uh, I, I tend to think that is actually when he's dropping a new album. And not, it might be. <laughs> not anything. Because about we've been football. seeing more about his music on Twitter than him <laughs> actually playing football games. So imagine what his timeline has to look like now with oh, all the angry fantasy I'm sure. football owners. As much as I hate when people do that, yeah, they do it. By the way, here's a PSA. Don't tweet at players. Exactly. Just don't. Don't, don't do it. Don't do not do it when you're mad. I mean, look, because not enough people do it when they're happy, but certainly don't do it when you're mad. Just don't tweet at them at all. And I, I think the, the, the point here is that not only do we not know what's going on with Bell, but we kind of do know that if he's not there, Connor's the guy. And if Connor's the guy, week one Cleveland Browns, not a great matchup. The Browns defense is going to be better, but 
James Conner's not a must start, right? But he's a pretty good start based on volume alone. Based on volume alone, pretty much. But, you know, the other thing to keep in mind is uh, if this really is, if we're really seeing the breakup of Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers, James Conner is kind of the future for the Pittsburgh Steelers. No doubt, no doubt. Um, don't talk a lot of defense, but Earl Thomas is back with the Seahawks. You have Le'Veon Bell still holding out. Earl Thomas has ended his holdout, and he joins the Seahawks. No word on whether or not he's going to play this Sunday against the Denver Broncos, but this is a defense that lost so much. I mean, the Mm -hmm. the Legion of Boom has sort of broken up as we know it. This is not the same Seahawks defense, but does Earl Thomas coming back, obviously maybe not this week, but long-term, does it give you more confidence in what this defense can do? This defense wasn't drafted in any of the leagues that I'm in, mm-hmm. none of them. So, you know, you, you lose Cam Chancellor, of course, and Richard Sherman. Uh, the defensive line has some issues as well. So, I mean, absolutely, it's going to help. But from a fantasy perspective, the Seahawks are, are not more than a matchup-based option, and, um, and you're not going to see them in many starting lineups this week on the road against Denver. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't expect that. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just... I'm watching this defense from afar. I didn't have the, the stones to, to draft them anywhere, but uh, you know, I think Earl Thomas coming back will make some people think twice about it. Uh, over to Washington, from Washington State to Washington, D.C., Adrian Peterson confirmed as a week one starter. I have not been able to get on the Adrian Peterson train. I just can't buy into it. I think this is the thing where Jay Gruden is all excited about his shiny new toy, right? Not even new, his shiny old, old toy. toy, I guess. I don't know, but... Um, I just haven't been able to buy in. Are, are, have you have you bought into the Adrian Peterson hype? No. Okay. Thirty three years old, three point four yards per carry last year. Uh, got banged up, and this whole revenge game narrative. This isn't a revenge game. The Cardinals actually gave him a chance to play last year. So if anything, he should be happy that the Cardinals allowed him a shot because he was traded. Remember? So, man, I don't know. I, I Chris Thompson is still the guy that I'd rather have out of that backfield. Adrian Peterson was one of the greatest running backs in fantasy football when he was in his prime, which is now in the rearview mirror, Marcus. So other time comes for unless you're desperate. Well, you know, unless you're Frank Gore, Tom Brady or Larry Fitzgerald. But unless you're desperate, you're not playing AD. And you know what? Maybe he goes out and has a good game. I don't feel bad not playing him because I just don't have faith in he in the fact that Listen, he can't do what he used to do. He just, he's not the same player. He's not the same guy that came back from an ACL and rushed for 2,097 yards back in 2012. He's not the same dude. And if you are starting a Redskins running back, it's Chris Thompson. And the reports out of Washington right now about Chris are pretty good. Not on the injury report. Looks like he's at least close to 100%. And I think people forget, Marcus, maybe you haven't. I'm sure you haven't. But when he played last season... He was damn good. Damn yeah, good. He was. He was fantastic before he uh, before he got injured. Uh, you know, that that I don't know. And the other thing is, did, did Rob Kelly die? Did, did I did I did I find out that he's not? And, look, and I'm not saying that Rob Kelly is some sort of lights out guy, but if he's still upright and breathing, like I, I just don't see where he doesn't get on the field at least a little bit and start taking away from Adrian Peterson's opportunities. I just, I just, I can't do this. I yeah, can't. I just checked Roto World. Apparently, he is still He's, among the living. He is still above ground. Maybe not so. in fantasy terms. But I think, excuse me, Rob Kelly is not going to be great, but he'll be just good enough to wreck somebody else's fantasy <laughs> year. That's how I look at it. Um, okay, so back from Washington, D.C. to Washington State, Rashad Penny, a full participant in practice. He was dealing with a finger injury. I know Chris Carson was the better guy in the preseason, and Pete Carroll loves this whole compete thing that he likes to do. I don't. I have stayed away 
from the Seahawks backfield. I don't really want anything to do with it, but I guess Rashad Penny, as long as he's healthy, is going to figure in the mix here somewhere, right? I have zero shares of Carson or Penny uh, across my 10 leagues. None. I don't believe in Chris Carson. Uh, At some point, this is going to end up being a committee. I wouldn't be surprised if Rashad Penny ended up taking the starting job at some point from Chris Carson. And I get that he's looked good in the preseason, but I mean, he didn't really do much of anything last year before he went down with the injury. And this is a bad matchup this week against Denver. If you look at the numbers, I mean, they gave up the seventh fewest PPR points to running backs on their home field last season. There's not really a lot of Seahawks to like. I mean, you're going to start Russell Wilson. You're going to start angry Doug. Other than that, I mean, starting Seabass? No, not so much. Not starting Carson. I'm not starting Penny. Uh, Maybe lock it, but against that defense, tough call. Yeah, I I, I've just stayed away from him. I I don't know what to do with him. I don't want any part of it. Um, You know, and Pete Carroll, again, he likes to to foster competition. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, The Patriots backfield. Rex Burkhead looks like he is good to go. Sonny Michelle starting to work his way back, but he is limited, uh, has been limited so far in practice. I don't know how much or if any we will see of him coming up this weekend against the Houston Texans. Um, look, I, I've, I've really held to be- the belief that the Patriots backfield isn't quite as unknowable as we have said in the past. I mean, I feel like last year we kind of started to get a, a sense of how it works um, in week one. I feel like it's it's Rex Burkhead with a little bit of James White probably sprinkled in unless we get some something different coming up in the next 48 hours or so. It would be very Belichickian, right, for Jeremy Hill to lead this team in carries in week one. And then everyone in the fantasy world will be, uh, well, not too pleased with the Patriots backfield. But I agree with you. I think Burkhead's a flex. I wouldn't call him an RB2. Mm-hmm. James White, I think, could be a sneaky flex in PPR leagues. He looked good in the preseason. I don't know that we're going to see Michelle, and if, even if we do, probably a snap count. So I think you kind of hold the brakes. Uh, you pump the brakes on him. Keep him on your bench. But weird things sometimes happen in that New England backfield. But projection for me, Burkhead, James White, and if Jeremy Hill comes in and explodes the whole thing, we'll talk about that <laughs> on Monday and discuss how much we hate Bill Belichick and how he hates our fantasy football teams. Uh, Bellatrix, man. They're not ever, they're ever completely dead. Anyway, that's, that's pretty much everything you need to know. Well, that was the news. Do you find yourself distracted, forgetting things, making mistakes at work? Look, a quality night's sleep makes all the difference. And the right mattress is the difference between resting and just laying down. The right mattress is the Lisa mattress. The Lisa mattress is the product of more than 30 years of experience in mattress engineering and hundreds of hours of testing. Comprised of three foam layers that provide cooling pressure relief, body contouring, and support, the Lisa mattress is the best mattress at the best value. Over 300,000 happy Lisa sleepers agree the Lisa mattress gives them the rest they need. Order your Lisa mattress online at lisa.com slash live and try it risk-free for 100 nights. It ships direct to your door in a convenient box with free shipping and free returns. And you can buy Lisa for a fraction of the cost of traditional mattresses. Find the right mattress for you at lisa.com slash live. Don't miss Lisa's limited time Labor Day sale where you can get up to $235 off your Lisa mattress when you go to lisa.com slash live. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash live. All right. It is week one. It is officially week one. And we've got a full slate of games 
that kick off on Sunday. We will run through these and try to give you some of our takes on what we expect to happen, what you should and should not do. This is where we need that NFL films music, Eddie. Like, dun it, dun it. That's like that's the that's the Dave Damashek. Ah, dude, I know, but I love it. It's so good. So, uh oh, you got it. You have it. We no, I was gonna say we could we could definitely maybe not steal days, but we could put any kind of NFL films you want underneath that, and we could have that as our music. Yeah, that's good. That's good. See, we're growing as we keep going. I know, right? So, so I apologize if I'm like jumping in here, but like I'm just trying to like. Oh, this would be good, you know, here, that kind of thing. Yeah. We're, we're workshop on the fly. Awesome. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, so, all right, let's start, though, with the Buffalo Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. This is the one that I think early on we have all sort of zeroed in on in terms of, you know, where to – look, the whole the whole thing of succeeding in fantasy is knowing the weak spots to pick on. And right now the Buffalo Bills look like a weak spot to pick on. Um so let's start with the Bills side, right? Mm-hmm. Defensively, they're not going to be very good. Offensively, they have so many question marks. Is Shady McCoy a safe start knowing everything else or the lack of everything else around him in that offense? Heck no. <laughs> no, he's not a safe start. I have him in my top 15 running backs for the week. It's probably more about him being LaShawn McCoy and volume. But everything goes against McCoy this week, okay? Road game against Baltimore, Baltimore's defense, game script, the quarterback situation, the offensive line, nothing, nothing except for Shady's own skills are a positive for him in this game. And I don't think that his own skills are going to be enough for him to put up a Shady McCoy type of stat line. So listen, guys, I'm not telling you to bench him, okay? Unless you're super deep at running back, you probably can't. But temper your expectations because this is going to be a potentially bad start for a guy who could potentially be entering a down sort of year uh, based on his typically high standards. Yeah, I just I've gotten a lot of questions about him this week and I have been just, you know, I I sort of kind of like you. I'm like. It's hard to say to not start him because volume is king and he's going to get the ball a ton. But there's just nothing about this offense that makes me excited that, you know, and I. There's no what there are no other bills that I would recommend. Kelvin Benjamin. You're starting Peterman. You know it. Oh, man, I guess in my yes, in my 16 team two QB <laughs> league, uh, I'm starting Nathan Peterman. Or you have to start a guy or with the last name to. Peterman. Hey, Peterman. Then, um, he, then he's active. That's 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 man. That's about it, dude. Uh, on the flip side, though, with the Ravens, is there a Raven like you wouldn't start? It seems like everything is so you know right now everything's coming up raven right like you know yeah dude joe, joe flacco maybe gets a look depending on on your your scoring system in your league i mean the wide receivers alex collins the defense it's hard to find a raven you wouldn't start this i, I like alex collins a lot this week based on the fact that buffalo they allowed 12 top 20 ppr running backs including seven in the top 10 in their last 10 games of 2017 now they did add marcus please help me star Lotulele. I cannot pronounce that name. You know, there's like some <laughs> names out there you can't pronounce. I can't pronounce his last name, but I don't know that it matters because they're going to give Collins the football. I say he gets right around 18 touches in this game. He'll see goal line opportunities. And, and in a contest where I think that the Ravens are going to score a bunch of points, Collins is a very nice start. In fact, if you had Collins and McCoy, I would not be adverse to starting Collins out of that duo. Yeah, no, I believe that too. And I think if this game gets lopsided, which I think it very well could, uh, it can turn into the Alex Collins show when mm-hmm. we get to the second half of this one. Um, moving on, Jaguars at Giants. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who made their run deep into the playoffs last year. Look for a moment, like, 
there was a moment last year I thought the, the Jaguars might go to the Super Bowl, which oh my was kind of a crazy thought, but that, that's where we were. This year, obviously, a new year. They start in New York or in New Jersey, I guess, against the uh-huh. New York football giants, which, by the way, I'm still, I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of done with them, calling them the football giants. The, the baseball giants? The, the baseball giants have been gone for like 60 right. years, okay? Like, there's no more confusion, all right? <laughs> Let's just get over that. Uh, but the Jags, you got Leonard Fournette. Uh, maybe Keelan Cole gets a start. And, and, <laughs> okay, so I'll tell you, remember last year, how every week, whoever the tight end was that was facing the Giants was a stardom. Mm-hmm. If Austin Safarian Jenkins is active, he's a little bit banged up right now, and you need a tight end, Giants defense was brutal, brutal against tight ends. Yep. So maybe you, you give ASJ a look, clearly you're starting Leonard Fournette and Blake Bortles, I mean, the Giants were bad at home against quarterbacks last season. So two QB league, super flex league, you, you could do worse than Blake Bortles. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I know that, you know, the, the the coaching staff down there says they want Blake Bortles to not turn the ball over. I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean, I want a solid gold Rolls Royce. I mean, there are lots of things I want. That would be awesome. That would be great. That would be great. Um. Yeah, I, I know you could do worse than Blake Bortles. I think he's a, a streaming option. I think maybe potentially a best ball option in this situation. But I feel like it's just it's kind of Fournette and Cole. Those are the only guys that I right. feel 100 percent about. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's somebody else in that wide receiver group. I don't know. If D. Westbrook. Uh, Dante, Moncrief. Dante Moncrief, maybe. I don't know about DJ Chark just yeah, yet. Cole's my guy. Yeah, I think the, I think he's kind of the guy now uh, on the Giants side. I mean, look, you're, I know the Jalen Ramsey's out there, but you're starting Odell. Dude, I can't matter. wait to see that. That's going to be fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, you're going to start Odell regardless of who's on the other side. Um, the other one is Saquon, though, right? Like, we're so excited about Saquon Barkley. His first start is against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I, I mean, to be fair, if you look at the numbers from last year, the Jaguars, they were sort of middle of the road in terms of their defense against running backs that gave up like 26 PPR points a game on the road to that position. So I still feel good about Saquon Barkley. It's not a great matchup by any stretch of the imagination, but the Jaguars were just so dominant against the pass last year that teams in order to try and move the football downfield, they had to give it uh, to their running back. So Saquon, he's 100%. He should get a bunch of touches. I can't wait to see how they utilize him in this offense because Let's face it, we didn't see very much of him in the preseason because he was injured after that ridiculous run that he made on his first ever carry in the National Football League. So, and considering I drafted Saquon last night ahead of Lev Bell, um, (laughs) I'm really hoping Saquon does what we all predict that he's going to do and finish as the top fantasy rookie. All right, so if you have to pick Saquon or Fournette, you have to start one guy over the other. Which one Which one do you go with? I'm going Fournette. Okay. Just based on the matchup, I think their offensive line is better. Uh, actually, across the board, I think Fournette has more of an advantage in this contest than uh, Saquon does. But I think I have them literally like Fournette and then Barkley. So it's a coin flip. All right. Uh, down to New Orleans. The Buccaneers head down to the Dome to take on the New Orleans Saints. And I mean, look, from a, a real football perspective, I would think the Saints, you know, look, they, they have Super Bowl aspirations this year. The Bucks are going to try and just like muddle through the first few games without Jameis Winston there. But with no Jameis Winston there, it means Ryan Fitzpatrick gets to start. Do you believe in Fitz magic? No. <laughs> I, I, other than the fact that I know that wherever he goes, even if he signed as a backup, he's going to make significant starts because it's happened everywhere he's gone. I don't What's trust by law. It is. It seems to be in his contract. You know, I signed as a backup. I'm going to start at least four games. But 
Fitzpatrick, there's not a lot of Buccaneers I like in this game, to be quite honest. Mike Evans, let me give you a stat on Mike Evans. In his last three games against the Saints, 10 catches, 110 yards, no touchdowns. All right, that's not per game. That's combined. And in his career, he's had one game with more than 55 yards against them. And who is one of the top cover corners in the National Football League? Marcus Lattimore, who is going to be all over, I'm sorry, Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore. I still say Marcus Lattimore. You're, you're, you're remembering the old running back. I still say Marcus Lattimore. The old running back. Marshawn Lattimore is going to be all over Mike Evans. Would I bench Mike Evans? I might consider it if I have wide receiver depth, but I can promise you right now that Evans is not going to have a big week one. I can promise you that. The uh, the only reason, not the only reason, but one of the reasons that you still kind of want to believe in Mike Evans is because he's still, what, 6'5", or yeah, however tall he is. And when you get down near the end zone, you can just hopefully just throw it up and he can win some jump balls for you. The, the mm-hmm. thing that Mike Evans does not do well, he is not a yards after catch guy. Yeah. Um, which is sort of weird because he's, again, he's six foot five. So you would think if he just catches it and falls down, that's two yards after the catch right there. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it, I don't know. So I, I worry about him. The, the thing that, that could work in Tampa's favor is that if, if the Saints come out and score, uh, maybe they're forced to throw the ball. So maybe that works out. But I don't know how much I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. On the flip side, there are only two running backs on the Saints roster right now. One is Alvin Kamara. No shot. Yeah. The other one is Mike Gillisley, because obviously the Saints are waiting for Mark Ingram to get through his four-game suspension. Kamara is obviously going to dominate the backfield touches there. That's that's not even up for debate. But if you are looking for a flex, maybe maybe you've got Le'Veon Bell and you didn't get James Conner off the waiver wire. Is Mike Gillisley worth maybe a flex start to try and like help you out in the short term? I mean, that's a desperation one. You're hoping for goal line opportunities, because if he doesn't score a touchdown, chances are... Uh, he's not going to see enough touches to produce at a high level. I think the player on the flip side, Peyton Barber, I dig him. I dig him this week. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he's buried Ronald Jones. He's like third on the depth chart now in Tampa Bay. And I have Barber in my top 25 running backs. Might move him up into my top 20. I really do like him as a low-end RB2, high-end flex starter this week. Based on the matchup, he's going to see opportunities. He's going to see the touches. Um, so, so Peyton Barber is someone that I would certainly – Uh, take a look at oh by the way since I was an idiot and said Marcus Lattimore I had to look up and see what he's doing these days he is right now on the South Carolina Gamecock staff as the director of player development he's like a yeah he's like a recruiting guy now he went back to uh, his and if Marcus Lattimore was covering Mike Evans I'd start Mike Evans all day long yeah I mean look I love Marcus Lattimore unfortunately (laughs) the injuries kind of sapped him yeah I remember uh, he was so good of his explosiveness yeah guy you want to talk about guys that you wish could have seen you know fulfill their potential I know, and it just, I know. it just never quite worked out but yeah. yeah um yeah maybe Peyton Barber gets some looks I just uh, he's another one that I worry that game script ends up going against him and he kind of gets phased out of this game depending on how it goes one of the maybe more entertaining games potentially on the schedule this week the Houston Texans in New England to take on the Patriots and this was a game that was played back in week three last year and this was kind of when Deshaun Watson announced his presence with authority mm-hmm. to the National Football League a game that was a shootout the Patriots ended up winning a 36-33 game that was hugely entertaining but this is when we all looked around and said wow this Deshaun Watson dude like is legit and yeah. he's for real Obviously, ended up missing most of the season because of an ACL. And I looked at it and realized, you know, we talked about this last year. He now has torn the ACL in both knees. Mm -hmm. Any concern about him coming back? Any worries about him in this first game back against a Patriots defense that now has had an offseason to study him and kind of get, you know, kind of find some tendencies for him? You think about it. 
he could he could make or break fantasy seasons because if you drafted him, you probably had to draft him in the fifth round. Really Some high. people mm-hmm. reach him into the fourth round. In the big boy leagues, he was going behind Aaron Rodgers almost exclusively ahead of Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. I'm not concerned with the state of medical technology these days. I mean, guys come <laughs> back from ACLs and rush for 2,000 yards. And back in the day, you had to worry about uh, the mental and physical confidence coming back within the first year. And every report that I've seen has been glowing about Watson. Haven't seen any reports of any setbacks. He seems to be fine. But yeah, you're right. I remember talking about Watson in that game because we all said, okay, this is the litmus test here. You go into New England against Bill Belichick and you're a rookie quarterback. You do anything in that game that's positive, that's going to open eyes, and it really did. So clearly he's a must-start. I mean, there's no doubt about that. What I'm really interested to see, two things from the Houston side. One, how much do they utilize Lamar Miller? We all expect a pretty good workload there. And is Will Fuller really Superman when Deshaun Watson (laughs) is under center? He was last year. Or was that just a three- or four-game fad? Because if he's out there, and and right now he's dealing with a bit of an ailment, so keep tabs on his status, dude, he was scoring touchdowns like they were going out of business when Watson was the quarterback, and he was catching like three balls a game, and that was was, it. And I think think at one point he had a touchdown – on like 50% of his catches. It was unreal. I think he had like 14 catches and seven touchdowns or something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. Like something that is obviously unsustainable. But at the time, if you if you had Will Fuller in your lineup, you were loving life. Yep. Um, for the Patriots, we talked a little bit about the backfield there. Rex Burkhead looks like he's ready to go. Sony Michelle is kind of limited. James White looks like he's going to step in there. So I think we kind of have a handle on that. The wide receiver group, though, I mean, we know Gronk's going to probably eat up most of the targets in this offense. Chris Hogan is kind of the the wide receiver there. He's yep. He will be the targets leader in the non-Gronk division for right. this team. Mm-hmm. Is there any other wide receiver worth even paying attention to for this offense? Mm, Danny Amendola's in uh, Miami now, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, no, uh, Hogan is the guy here. Eric Decker retired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you're into Cordero Patterson, I, I just... Uh, I can't do it. Um, Hogan's going to see a lot of targets, especially in the red zone. If you remember in that game last year, he had two touchdowns, had a big game uh, for the Patriots and fantasy owners alike. So I'm going Hogan and I'm going Gronk, uh, the two running backs, maybe the Patriots defense. I mean, you know, Marcus, I think you made a good point during the course of the of the preseason. Watson's going to throw some picks. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not. He's not an experienced quarterback still. He's going to throw some picks. So the Patriots defense could be a decent play this week. But um, the, uh, the 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 whole the, the stir the, you know the, the the straw that stirs this drink Tom Brady I mean he could open I was up like Reggie Jackson he could <laughs> he could open up see do you even know who who Reggie Jackson is Eddie Eddie's a Yankees fan yeah, of course he he does. Yeah, you do it's a Hall of Famer yeah I didn't <laughs> see because that's what happens I had all you young guys around here and and I bring up the Godfather and somebody's like what's that and I'm like my goodness one gracious. of the best movies of all time I, I knew I liked you I knew I liked you bottom line here. Tom Brady could give you 25 fantasy points this week in what could potentially be a shootout there in New England. Yeah, I, you know, I, I keep looking at this Patriots team, and I'm like, at some point, and I know we've been saying this for the better part of a decade now, right. at some point the wheels are going to fall off, right? Like, this can't, this can't go on forever. Like, Tom Brady kind of frightened me this year in drafts just because he's 41 now. And the wide receiving group, which, you know, he's never had a, a great deep wide receiving core, but it's there's as many question marks or more than they've ever had before. You know, they lose their they lose Isaiah Wynn that they were hoping to kind of help solidify that offensive line. It just 
man, this group's scary. And I, you know, we could be talking again in October. And I'll be like, yeah, it's already. He's fine. Whatever. Yeah, he's good. You know, but I don't know. Just right now, just it just makes me nervous. That's all. And listen, we all sort of saw it coming with Peyton Manning. Remember, he had that huge season where he had like 55 touchdowns mm-hmm. and he was like ridiculous. And then the following season, uh, you started to see him tail off a little bit. Well, and you just start like you could right? see like you see the deep ball just like yes. you see him struggling to get the ball down. I re- and you know why I remember this? Because that damn Matt Money Smith in the championship <laughs> of our experts league beat me because Peyton Manning threw like 20 picks against the Bengals. I, and I'll never forget it. And I'm thinking the wheels are starting to fall off a little bit. And then we started to see the wheels really fall off yep. the following year. But we haven't seen that with Brady. I mean, every year he's given you 18 to 20 points per game. So maybe this is the year that that the wheels do fall off. I haven't seen any indication of that. I don't have any shares of Brady in any of my leagues, but it's not because I wouldn't have drafted him. I, I went a little younger. I went with Watson. I ended up getting Wilson in a couple of leagues. And then, of course, you guys know typically I wait. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just – I am keeping an eye on, on Tom Brady. Just, you know, look, Dan Hansis, the ATN, has been, you know, uh, trumpeting the gradual decline for years. He's he, eventually, well, eventually he'll be right. He's a Jets fan. Also, well, there's also yeah, that. Yeah, there, that's true. There is also that. Uh, up to Minnesota, where the team that I picked to be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl, the Minnesota Vikings, start their season by hosting my beloved San Francisco 49ers. Ooh. Who, I, look, I, I, I expect personal conflict. I expect improvement from them. They're still, I think, a year or two away from being. Uh, a real playoff contender, but they should be better this year. But the biggest question is now, after losing Jarek McKinnon to a knee injury, he's going to be gone for the year. That really changes how this offense works, at least how it looks in the backfield. Alfred Morris became a popular name off the waiver wire. I think Matt Breida is going to get a little bit more love from fantasy folks in the next you know week or so. But how do you expect this this backfield to kind of shake out now that, that McKinnon is gone? Season long, Morris is going to be the starter. Uh, probably see the early end work. Breida will come in, uh, be utilized as a pass catcher, and it's going to end up being a committee situation. And it's unfortunate because McKinnon was in a really good spot to be a very good fantasy player, and 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 uh, hopefully, you know, he comes back stronger than ever next season. But Morris, to me, Breida, to me, this week against Minnesota. Uh, a defense that allowed fewer than 15 PPR points per game to running backs on their home field last season. They are both fades to me. And I'm not expecting either one of these guys to break out and become fantasy superstars. But um, if I had to start one this week, it would be Morris. I would not be thrilled about it. This is a week where, you know, the I kept saying the Niners were your favorite fantasy analyst's favorite sleeper offense. But it feels like this week is not one where you're, you're not seeing a lot of people yeah, promote 49ers. Everyone's fading them. You know, like you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, not even Marquise Goodwin or Pierre Garçon. And I, I guess maybe I could I could make a case for Goodwin as a, a mm-hmm. big play guy, a guy where he only needs maybe a couple of targets potentially to, to break something. But it's just hard to, to see a situation where the 49ers have any real fantasy value this week. Yeah, no doubt about that. Even Garoppolo, as good as he was last season, I mean – Fantasy-wise, he had a couple of good games. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't eye-popping, let's put it that way. But the Vikings, and I, I look at the stat, and I'm just, like, staggered by it. They didn't even give up 10 points a game on average to quarterbacks at home. It, it was, like, nine, nine points something. Like, to hold NFL quarterbacks to fewer than 10 points a game at home, eight games, that's an accomplishment. Because this league is is just loaded with talent, and for them to do that... That's impressive, and I would argue that their defense got better in the offseason. So 
I would fade my Niners this week. I agree with you, Marcus. Uh, on the flip side, though, the Vikings seem, you know, that's a team that I, I know, start them all. <laughs> start them all, right? There's, there's no there's no Vikings that you probably wouldn't start. I mean, I don't know if you don't like Daniel Carlson or something like that. But I've like, even seen people picking up Carlson to stream him. <laughs> I mean, why not? Hey, rookie kicker, why not? Go ahead. Rookie kicker and a, for a team that, you know, projects to possibly score a lot of points this week. Why not give them Dome a game? Shot? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Titans at Dolphins. Because the schedule makers said so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, there was a there was a period for like a week in the preseason where I kind of got it into my head that maybe the Titans were kind of a sleeper offense or whatever. And people were kind of talking up Corey Davis. And I've liked Deion, Deion Lewis. And I, I like Delaney Walker. And then just when I started to like kind of buy into this, Marcus Mariota had an awful preseason game. Just mm. looked terrible. And it... That started to make me realize that if he's not any better, if he doesn't have the breakout season we've been waiting for, this whole offense just falls apart. And so I guess, you know, do you have any faith in Marcus Mariota? Do you trust him? Would you would you trust him this week if you were forced to start him? No, I wouldn't play him this week. There, there are certainly going to be better options out there. Jared Goff is a better option. Andy Dalton's a better option. You can find better quarterbacks on the waiver wire, I would guess. But the Titans are... Another team that's sort of a fade for me this week, Delaney Walker is going to be in your active lineup no matter what because he's just that good and very underrated. Uh, Mariota is someone that I would fade. Derrick Henry is more of a flex to me this week. Deion Lewis is a, is a shaky flex at best. I don't want to start Corey Davis yet. I want to see what I can get from him. Um, I really think he could end up having a better season than a lot of people project. Uh, doesn't mean I have a lot of confidence in him as a week one starter. If you go to the Miami side, I have been off the Kenyon Drake bandwagon because I, I think personally that Frank Gore is going to end up eating into his touches more than people expect. Now, this week, I do like Drake as an RB2 flex and probably more on the RB2 side because the Titans defense last year, they gave up 99 catches to running backs, and that's a boatload. And what Drake really excels in is catching the ball, making plays in space. He's elusive. He's fast. So I do like him this week. And Drake could be a guy, Marcus, that if he starts the season off well, I may be looking to sell high on him in a few weeks. Yeah, you know, I I just, I don't understand. There are lots of things in this world that I don't understand. One of the things that I didn't understand. <laughs> makes two of us. One of the things I didn't understand is all preseason long, everything the Dolphins did and everything that, like, Adam Gase said just pointed toward this being a committee, right? And, yep. like, you know, Frank, look... Frank Gore's not going to suddenly jump in there and be an RB1, and he's not going to get you know 200 touches or whatever this season, but he's going to do enough to make Kenyon Drake uh, a frustrating proposition. And I don't understand why people just didn't believe, maybe because coaches have lied to us so much in the past that people are just like, yeah, whatever. But like everything they have done has said that this is going to be a committee. And at some point, like... Don't we just have to believe them? We just have to believe that this is going to be what it is unless, you know, unless Gore gets hurt or is just terrible right. or Drake is just spectacular. Like, this is just what it is. And think about it, too. When was the last time Kenyon Drake was a featured back? Like, for a short period of Not time last year? Not even in Alabama. Year? Right. It was Derrick Henry. So, <laughs> I mean, he's never been the guy for a full season in college in the pros. Is he durable enough to do it? I don't really know. But... I've been saying it all preseason. I do think this is going to end up being a committee where Drake is sort of the lead guy. But watch, this is what's going to happen. We're going to be here in this podcast studio on Sunday. And all of a sudden, we're going to get a report from Ian Rappaport or whoever it is, says, 
Frank Gore starting for the Frank Gore's the starter in week two. And every fantasy owner is going to go nuts. They're all going to go nuts. Oh, my God, I have to bench Kenyon Drake. It's it's almost got to happen because the fantasy gods are cruel in that way. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to be like, I'm not even going to say that I don't want to say I told you so. I'm going to be like, <laughs> I told you so. I told you it was going to happen because Frank Gore is going to outlive all of us. That's, how it, that's just how it goes. That's right. Um, Bengals at Colts, Cincinnati at Indianapolis. Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle. The guy that, you know, is like he's been sort of a fantasy punchline forever. And I feel like he is the reason that people sort of downgrade A.J. Green, maybe unfairly. But if there's every week to start Andy Dalton, this feels like the week to start Andy Dalton. I'm kind of digging him, right? I, I, listen, the offensive line should be better, right? You know, they got Cordy Glenn. Uh, they, they improved overall on that line. And, I mean, the Colts defense, eh, you know, it, it's never... Been spectacular. Let's put it that way. Since they were winning Super Bowls, like, when's the last Manning. time it was great? Right. I mean, <laughs> last year they gave up seven top ten quarterback performances. Uh, they gave up the six most passing yards per game, and I kind of just feel like this is going to be a shootout, right? This is a cool uni matchup, by the way, with the Colts blues and the Bengals whites mm-hmm. and, and the Tiger stripes. Anyways, I'm going all so like Damashecki and on you guys. Is Damashek giving you permission to do this? Yeah, I know, but. I just think this is going to be a high-scoring game. And, I, I mean, you're going to start T.Y. Hilton. I like Jack Doyle. I like Dalton. Uh, I, I like Joe Mixon a whole heck of a lot. Obviously, you're starting A.J. Green. I would even start the one tight end who might be more brittle than Jordan Reed, and that's Tyler Eifert, because all this guy does when he plays is scores touchdowns. And if he's playing and you need a tight end this week, he might be on the waiver wire. He could potentially be a decent streamer. I know, guys, you could kill me on Twitter. He's always hurt. Right now, he's healthy. So try and get something like, out of him until he gets hurt. You know, get him while they're hot. Right. <laughs> okay, uh, so you mentioned a couple of the Colts that you would start. Now, the backfield, Marlon Mack apparently is back practicing again now for Indianapolis. Jordan Wilkins has been getting some love. Uh, who else is around there? Like, I don't know, is Kristen Michael still there? I don't know. I mean, Hines is still there. Hines seems to have been relegated now. He's kind of out of that. Yeah, I think he kind of, he couldn't hold on to the ball during the preseason, so that kind of hurt him. But, yep. uh, you know, I, I don't want a Colts running back, but if you had to pick a Colts running back, is Marlon Mack playing this week? If he's not, then probably Jordan Wilkins could potentially be a desperation dart throw. I mean, the Christian might, I, I, no, I'm not going there anymore. I, I, I've been done with him for a long time. <laughs> but I mean, if Wilkins is going to be the starter, then you know Robert Turbin's not going to play, assuming Marlon Mack is inactive. Uh, I guess Wilkins. I mean, you could tell in my voice that I'm not super thrilled about it, but volume play potentially, Marcus? I guess. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Wilkins seems to be the guy because he has been there more consistently than everybody else. He's the guy who yep. kind of stayed healthy. He was getting opportunity. He's the guy that I would pick, but man, yeah, woe, woe be unto you. Yeah, that, this that, that's one play. of those plays for people who are going to miss Le'Veon Bell, didn't get James Conner, and are like... I don't give a damn. I'm starting Jordan Wilkins. I got nobody else. These are the people who like tweet me. They're like, hey, so I'm in a 22-team league where we have like 27 <laughs> roster spots. Uh, should, should I? Like, yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, you just flip a coin and, and, and pray that everything works out for you. Um, Steelers at Browns. We talked a little bit about the Perfect running segue. back situation. Um, we, you know, we know that uh, at the moment, Le'Veon Bell's not there. It doesn't look like he's going to be there for Sunday. And James Conner seems to be like the guy that, that's going to be there. Now, you and I are on opposite sides of this Ben Roethlisberger thing like you are not about Ben Roethlisberger I think he actually is going to have a really good game this week 
I know because I've been doing this for the last couple of seasons and it's almost never failed me when I've told you not to play Ben Roethlisberger at home. Everyone has scoffed me. Akbar yelled at me on the air one day. And guess Akbar what? Akbar yells at us on the air I know. And he blows whistles in my ear. Roethlisberger stinks on the road, guys. He stinks on the road. Okay. Let's look at the numbers. Over his last six starts in Cleveland, he has scored 17 or more fantasy points just once. He's been held to one or fewer touchdown passes in three of those games. Last year in Cleveland, week one, finished QB 15. Wasn't that good. Potentially, likely, no Le'Veon Bell this week. The Browns' defense is going to be good. The Browns are going to be good. They're going to be fired up. They've got an entirely new team. They're going to be really jacked this week in front of their home crowd to go out and prove to the world, after everyone saw them on Hard Knocks, that they are not a joke, that they are going to play at a high level. And I really think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I don't think you're going to see a 35-30 game. This is more of a 16-14 kind of game. And I think... Antonio Brown is going to have a big game because he always does, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Big Ben's going to have a big game. I have him ranked 14th at quarterback this week, and he's certainly not going to be moving up. I, hey, you know what, Marcus? They say if it works for you, stick with it. And the whole Roethlisberger bat on the road theme has worked for me, especially when he's outdoors. So I'm going to stick with it. I, I just I feel like he's due. I think I think this I think I think we've bought too much into the hard knocks hype a little bit. Like Miles Garrett is a beast. And that dude, dude is, is a nearly, beast. That dude is nearly unblockable. Um, You know, I, I don't you know, I, I just I have it. I want to see it first. I want to see the Browns be better first before I believe that they are you know better. What? I just hang out with the Miz too much and he's in my ear. That's the problem. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I just look, think the Browns are going to be really jacked this week and come out playing very hard. That's fine. Um. You know, everybody's got to, as Mike Tyson once said, everybody's got to plan so you get punched in the mouth. <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens when the... Uh, Did he say that before or after Buster Douglas punched him in the mouth? Uh, you know what? <laughs> That's a good question, actually. Uh, on the other side, you know, obviously Jarvis Landry is there. We know he's going to get an opportunity. Yep. How do you feel about Josh Gordon this week? Um, I'm fading him in most of my leagues. I have him in a couple of leagues, and I'm not starting him in either because I hear snap count, pitch count, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever is, the right. term... And to be quite honest with you, um, and I get it too, like he could be on the field and he's so good, you know, one play, boom, and he gives you double digit points on that one play. But I do think this is going to be a low scoring game. I do think the Steelers have a pretty good defensive backfield when you're talking about Joe Hayden and Morgan Burnett. Uh, I just, I, I, I don't have a lot of faith that there's going to be a lot of points scored in this contest. So then because it's a low scoring game, how, how do you feel about, say, you know, Carlos Hyde versus Duke Johnson? I, I don't, right now I'm sort of fading Nick Chubb altogether. I mean, I'm. I don't want anything to do with this backfield. I don't know who's going to see more touches. And to be quite honest with you, I don't know if the coaching staff does. Because if Hyde comes out and starts and he stinks and then they bring in Chubb who looks good, they maybe ride him and Duke Johnson's going to be utilized as a pass catcher out of the backfield. You're going to be you're going to be pulling your hair out every week trying to figure out which one of these guys to play. And I have no shares of any Browns running backs, and I don't want any because I didn't want to deal with the headache. And Hyde looked good in the preseason, but so did Nick Chubb. And if you talk to people around Cleveland, Duke Johnson is is really a big component to this offense. So instead of having the headache, because I already have a headache because I have Le'Veon <laughs> Bell, uh, I'm going to avoid that situation. Maybe Carlos Hyde emerges. We'll see. Maybe Chubb emerges. We'll see. Until then... 
I'm fading this backfield. All right. Well, we will see uh, what happens with that one. In the meantime, we are getting close to the start of the NFL season. It means the wait is nearly over. Football is almost here. That means it's fantasy football season, of course. And FanDuel has never been more fun or easy to play. And if you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the place to play. FanDuel has something for everyone. And there are more ways to win than ever before. In case you don't believe us, listen to this. This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever, and here's how it works. You pick one team to win each week, and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. Now, this locks before week one, so don't miss your chance to sign up now to get into that free $250,000 Survivor Contest. Just go to FanDuel.com slash FantasyLive. That's FanDuel.com slash FantasyLive. Plus, new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play at FanDuel.com slash Fantasy Live. All right, we are going through the week one games and kind of trying to sort through this a little bit as we start the NFL season. Chiefs at Chargers. It's uh, an AFC West matchup. This, you know, for me growing up on the West Coast, this is that, you know, that one o'clock Sunday afternoon kickoff with like Don Cricky and Bob Trumpy on it. Oh, I love it. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's like, uh, I don't know. I can't think of any old Steve Bono against, you know, whatever. <laughs> Stan Humphrey. Right. <laughs> you know, like Marion Butts and those oh, guys. Uh, Barry Word running wild. The Chiefs, Barry Word. The Chiefs defensively are not going to be good. No. Their secondary is a mess. Eric Berry may or may not play. It's not looking good for him right now. As he nurses a heel injury. And as much as we love Kareem Hunt, and as much as, you know, I was certainly his champion last year, any fear that the game script, that this game gets away and that Kareem Hunt sort of gets phased out of this one in the second half this week? Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm still playing him um, if I had him on my teams, but uh, he's a guy that was great last year, and I don't know that he's going to be able to duplicate that level of production again, so I didn't draft him in any of my leagues, but I I, I am all over the Chargers this week, all over them. Um, I, Matt Money Smith is going to be calling Philip River touchdown passes left <laughs> and right, left and right, and... If you look at the backfield, the defensive backfield, Marcus, you said it. I mean, Eric Berry's banged up. They just traded last week for an undrafted free agent um, and at the cornerback position. Like, they're hurting mm-hmm. badly right now. So Rivers could carve them up, and that's why, obviously, you're starting Melvin Gordon, obviously you're starting Keenan Allen. I don't know if you're going to start Antonio Gates. He's touchdown dependent. But Mike Williams is a guy who kind of pops at me a little bit and thinking maybe in the red zone, potentially he gets an opportunity. He's a guy that a lot of us have been talking about in the preseason. He's a potential deep sleeper there uh, for the Chargers. I like the Chargers defense this week, too, because Patrick Mahomes is going to throw picks. As much as we love his arm and he has got a hand cannon, and he's going to be really good uh, for fantasy fans at some point, maybe this season uh, and certainly in the long term. But he's going to throw picks, and that Chargers defense is nasty. Yeah, I mean, look, this is just keep in mind, this is the second career start for Patrick Mahomes. Yep. You know, he made a start at the end of last season. He wowed us. That got us all excited for this year. This is his second career start. He's facing one of the best defenses in the league. By the way, if you want just a clue as to how much trouble this chief secondary is in, they have 10 defensive backs. Four of them arrived in the last month. Three of them arrived in the last week. And how many of them were working for UPS a week ago? I would guess at least <laughs> one. I don't know. Um, yeah, just it, It's just a bad situation for Kansas yeah. And this is a defense that was one of the best in the league not all that long ago. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Uh, time father, uh, time comes at you fast. Yeah, it does. Something like that. Yeah, life comes at you fast. That's what it is. Life, too. Life, life and time. Yep. Um, Seahawks and Broncos. 
Uh, this used to be an old AFC West matchup once upon a time. I know, time, right? right? Like, this used to be like a, you know. Dude, it was like, you know, Jim Zorn back in the day with the old right. Seahawks. The old, the old Dave Steve Craig, Arjun. Dave oh, Craig, man. John Elway matchups, man. Love it. Like, this used to be great with those awful Seahawk uniforms. These people are like, in the Kingdom. Who's Dave Craig? The, the Kingdom, which literally might have been one of the ugliest buildings ever constructed. Yeah. Um, it's obviously a different time now. The Seahawks going on the road to Denver. I have been I have been big on Russell Wilson. I had him as my number two quarterback for pretty much most of the preseason. But I will tell you that I am worried about him coming into this game. The offensive line is bad. He's going to get chased around by Von Miller. Mm -hmm. Doug Baldwin's not 100 percent. I'm starting him if I, you know, in, in places yeah, where I, I have can to play him. But man, I am I'm scared of what might happen. I have to week. play him. I mean, Russell had some of the same issues last year and he thrived. So uh, he's a guy I have confidence in. Another guy I have confidence in. Now, now, if there was a meme of me right now, it would be the Homer Simpson drooling as he puts a donut <laughs> into his mouth. Royce Freeman. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I love <laughs> Royce Freeman. Hey, it was great in the preseason, okay? Uh, averaged 5.6 yards per carry. And I get it. It's Seattle. Seattle's defense on the road, not the same as Seattle's defense at home. And Seattle's defense anywhere is not the same as it was in the past. And we've talked about that. And Royce Freeman is going to see a full workload. You could potentially argue that he's going to be the best player in this offense when we're done with the 2018 fantasy football season. Ahead of Demarius Thomas, ahead of Emmanuel Sanders, and clearly ahead of Case Keenum. Freeman is a guy, despite the fact that he's playing the Seahawks, air quotes, Seahawks, <laughs> um, I am starting him, and I'm starting him with confidence. All right. Um, I know you're against that, but we'll see. I, look, I, look I, I, I am, I've been, I think I've just been, I've beaten you into submission. I really have. Like, I've just been like, you, there are plenty of other people who have been big on Royce Freeman, and so I think I've just been kind of worn down by it. Uh, I don't have him on any teams because either I just, you know, I didn't like him in the spot that he was available or somebody got to him before I could. So, I, you know, I can sit back and kind of watch this as a neutral observer <laughs> and see what happens. The Broncos, last year defensively, they were not a great fantasy defense. Partially, I feel like because their offense turned the ball over a lot last year and they faced a lot of short fields. They didn't give up a ton of yards. I think they allowed just the third fewest yards defensively in the league, but they gave up a lot of points because, again, short fields. If Case Keenum protects the football if they aren't sloppy with the ball like they were last year is this potentially a top 10 fantasy defense again yeah why not i mean the broncos have talent there's no question about that so at this point i believe i actually had them ranked in my top 10 uh for for season long leagues mm -hmm. and at this point you see big bad seahawks again but i still wouldn't be adverse to starting the broncos at home uh in, in a game that maybe could be a low scoring affair um there's not much to say about this one, but other than that, I think we kind of covered that one. Cowboys at Panthers. Yeah, just, I mean, bring out the tissues. <sighs> Cowboys okay. at Panthers. So, I mean, like, Zeke, it, the whole offense is sort of Zeke, right? That's it. That's it, dude. I mean, it's Zeke. And uh, earlier today on NFL Fantasy Live, one of our, our awesome researchers, uh, Matt or Michael, I'm not sure which one of them, Gave me a stat about Someone, Ezekiel someone's Elliott. initials are MF. Yes, uh, right. <laughs> Matt Frederick, Mike Florio, a, one of them. It's a common uh, a set of initials, I guess, around here, too. But, I mean, Zeke Elliott in his career has scored fewer than 10 PPR points in a game once. Once. <laughs> and he has scored 22 touchdowns on the ground during his career. And remember, he missed six games last year because of that damn suspension. Um, but no matter who's in front of him, he's going to eat. He's a volume play. He's a talent play. Regardless of the matchup, 
I get it. I, I get that Travis Federick not being there is going to hurt. I get it. Uh, believe me, I do. I'm a Cowboys fan. Uh, you know, we've got Joe Looney now there. So, but but Zeke is still a guy you're going to play, and he might be the only Cowboy that you play. People like Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup, maybe? I think he's got upside. Alan Hearns, potentially. But in week one, Marcus, in a road game against the Panthers, are you really going to start a Cowboys wide receiver? Maybe you will. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've got Gallup, but I don't have him started anywhere. Mostly because, you know, look, I drafted Michael Gallup as a late round option, as a guy, you know, sort of his depth at the position and waiting to see if he develops. I like him. I like his potential. Me too. But I don't I don't have any situations where I felt the need to uh, to actually start him. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the Panthers are sort of the same thing, though, right? Christian McCaffrey is a start. Yep. Cam Newton is a start. Yep. Beyond that, like, I don't maybe I can talk myself into Greg Olson at the tight end spot. You know, I, I looked at DJ Moore. I like again, he's he's sort of like Michael Gallup, a guy that I like long term that I like to develop. Yep. But a guy that I don't have the confidence to start in week one. Yeah. I mean, the, the guys you're starting this week for the Panthers are the guys you're always starting. Right. CMC, Cam Newton. You're going to start Greg Olson as well. Uh, no uh, Funchess uh, love here in this one. No. I mean, I don't love him either, but he would be the only guy who potentially could find himself in starting lineups based on what he did in the second half of last season. And even though his numbers were were good comparatively, he still was pretty inconsistent. So the Cowboys defense has got a lot of upside and it's young and potentially could be better than we're projecting. Uh, and I think that's part of the reason why I would fade Funches this week. But um, uh, long term, and I've said this before, I don't I don't really believe in him, and I would not be surprised if DJ Moore led all Carolina wide receivers in targets this season. Yeah, that, that really wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, Washington and Arizona Redskins at Cardinals. We talked a little bit about Adrian Peterson, and neither one of us are, are on that train right yeah. there. Um, I have been big on Alex Smith. I've drafted him in a lot of places because you can get him late, and I like his potential upside. The wide receivers. I mean, okay, we, we know Jordan Reed, if he's healthy, is, is potentially going to eat in this offense. Mm-hmm. Jamison Crowder should get quite a few opportunities, especially as long as he stays healthy and on the field. I have really taken a lot of dart throws in the 15th round at Josh Doxson. Mm-hmm. And am I crazy? I mean, is there there's something there, right? Potentially, maybe? Potentially, yeah. I mean, he was so good in college. Uh, red zone guy, and the Redskins don't have that true number one, so he was absolutely worth a dart throw in the late rounds, and that's probably where you're going to get him uh, if you're still drafting here, and, and if you're still drafting, you better hurry up because there's football coming here soon. <laughs> but he's not a startable asset for me right now, uh, especially not against the Arizona Cardinals. And this is sort of a this is a litmus test game for me too for not only the Cardinals but the Redskins more because we want to see what Alex Smith is in this offense. Jay Gruden has produced some good fantasy quarterbacks during his career. We already know that. Um, is he going to be as good as he was last year? I kind of think that was the magical season. I don't think he can duplicate those kind of numbers. Is it going to be uh, Adrian Peterson, 20 carries, and Chris Thompson going to be slotting in there as the the pass-catching change of pace running back, or is it going to be more of an even split? I believe, and I've been told this by people in the know, that that passing game is going to run through Jordan Reed. And as long as Jordan Reed is healthy which typically is not that long. As the, but as long that, as he is healthy, he's a starter, okay? There's no question in my mind, as long as he's out there on the gridiron, he is no worse than a top 10 tight end every single week. And the same thing goes with Tyler Eifert. He's healthy now. <laughs> Play him while you can. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Jordan Reed is that the the risk 
for getting him in the draft was pretty low because... Yeah, exactly. It was like a 10th round pick. Because folks were scared of him getting hurt. So they kind of stayed away from him. Um, so if he produces, then you've got yourself quite a steal. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Arizona. I mean, David Johnson is, is going to get plenty of, of work. Uh, you know, We know Larry Fitzgerald is going to get targets. Question is, do you believe in Sam Bradford this week going forward? I mean, I feel like it's just a matter of time before Josh Rosen takes this job. Yeah, that's what I would think, too. Whether it's uh, poor play or injury, I think Rosen will end up being the guy sooner rather than later. And Bradford, you know, he's had his moments where he's been a usable fantasy option. He's really never been a guy you're starting week in and week out. And I would think that's the case right now. I love Larry Fitzgerald no matter who the quarterback is. And he proved it again last year when Blaine Gabbert was slinging him the rock. He was still putting up big numbers. I think the player to watch here is Christian Kirk. Okay? Christian Kirk looks like the second wide receiver from a fantasy perspective in terms of the depth chart. And if he can start getting some targets and get a rapport with whether it's Bradford or Rosen, then he could be a sneaky play moving forward. So uh, keep your eyes on the rookie there. Yeah, that's another rookie that we haven't talked a lot about. I think we talked about, I felt like we talked about him more right after the draft and he sort of faded out of the conversation. Correct. We, yes. We talked about Gallup and Moore and those guys. Yep. We just haven't talked much about Christian Kirk, but he, he is a guy to kind of keep an eye on there. Mm-hmm. Bears at Packers. The biggest news for the Bears, obviously, they got Khalil Mack. I would just say it was a Saturday morning, and it's like 7 o'clock, and I hear my phone buzzing, and I'm like, what on earth is going on? And it's all my friends from the West Coast who are Raiders fans who are just up early and fuming and, like, blowing up my phone about what the Raiders are doing. And I'm like, wow, this is is a hell of a way to wake up, first of all. but. Now Khalil Mack joins this defense. Uh, We've kind of been optimistic about what the offense can be with Matt Nagy. But now that there's a real legitimate pass rusher there, is this kind of a sleeper defense? Maybe not this week against Aaron Rodgers, but is this kind of a sleeper defense? Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if they're a sleeper anymore. After you get a guy of the caliber of Khalil Mack, they could potentially be a top 10 fantasy defense. But see, that's the problem, right? So Mack gets traded if you're drafting late. You wanted to take the Bears defense, but you can't even play him in week one. I'm not playing the Bears at Lambeau Field against Aaron Rodgers, who who typically destroys them. Right. No chance. If that defense goes out and holds Rodgers down to modest numbers and the Bears defense is available anywhere, you are going to see that unit picked up across the board. Right now, I can't play him, and I don't like holding two defenses, so the Bears are probably going to be available on the waiver wire. Keep tabs on that unit if they are. Um, on the other side, you know, Jamal Williams is the starting running back. Aaron Jones is suspended for the first couple of games. Mm-hmm. Would you would you consider flexing Ty Montgomery? No, not flexing <laughs> Ty Montgomery. No chance. Because I really think that Jamal Williams is going to be the guy until Aaron Jones comes back, and then Jones would be the threat. Montgomery will see his touches, no question about that, but it's not going to be enough to put a huge dent in a Jamal Williams' totals. In fact, Marcus, Jamal Williams... He's a volume play this week, but the matchup's bad. I just have not, it's not a good behind, matchup. I haven't been able to get behind Jamal Williams. I mean, his yards per carry, eh, I mean, the Bears' defense is good or potentially very good. So, like, I have to start Jamal Williams in a couple of leagues. I don't particularly like it because, again, I think that Bears' defense, and, and I don't think this is, this is an outrageous statement, this Bears' defense could be top five uh, at the end of the season. So I'd be aware Jamal Williams this week. The volume is there, and if you're playing him, you're playing him strictly because the volume will be there. At least we think it will be there. All right, a couple more games. The two Monday night games, because it's week one. You know, we have the back-to-back Monday night games, the doubleheader. First one, Jets and Lions. That one in Detroit. There we go. Isaiah Crowell or Bilal Powell? Like, I want to call them like Crowell and Powell or <laughs> Crowell and Powell, something like that. I mean, when you look at this, both 
either none one i mean how are you how you how do you come down on the jets back i kind of like Bilal powell this week like don't don't come at me and say that you benched you know a stud running back for a ball i don't want to hear it okay <laughs> but if you're hurting for a running back or you need a flex starter if you're in a ppr league he started ahead of crowell the entire preseason and i get it last year he was a disappointment trust me i know i had shares of him we didn't really talk about him that much until the end of preseason because we're seeing that he was being utilized more than Cruel. So flex starter, PPR league, I'm on board if you need that help. But I don't have a lot of faith in many Jets. Robbie Anderson is a guy I would start this week, no question about that. But the big play to me in terms of streaming is the Lions defense, and I get it. Don't get mad. I know you love Sam Darnold. You're a USAA guy. It's his first game. But a rookie quarterback in the spotlight of Monday Night Football on the road, that spells turnovers and fantasy points for the Lions defense. I would tell you that, you know, if you were playing in a potential best ball league, maybe I throw a dart at Sam Darnold just because, you know, who knows? Like if this thing, if they force him to throw the football, maybe he puts up some garbage time points. Um, But week one uh, on the road, Monday night, 21 years old. Yes. Uh, carrying the weight of an entire metropolis on his shoulders. <laughs> Dude, I mean, that's a, seriously, like, that's a I, lot. I have a lot of friends who are Jets fans, and they are over the moon, to quote Dave Damashek. Oh, man. About Sam Darnold. Over the moon. Like, this guy is the second coming. I mean, he he is... He better not be Mark Sanchez. I'll tell you that right now because Jets fans are going to be burning their jerseys all over the world if that happens. He he is he is their guy. It was fun. He is their guy. It was fun to watch in the offseason every time Donald did something and just watch Jets fans on my Twitter timeline just go nuts. It was hilarious. I mean, yeah. even even, you know, Manish Mehta, who's the, the beat writer out there, yep. columnist and covers them like his gifts were. I mean, it, it just made my. I hope he does well, man. I, so I hope fun. Donald does well. Uh, he's a smart guy uh, from the people I talk to. He, he doesn't make the same mistake twice. But he's going to endure some growing pains. It's just going to happen. Yeah, that, I mean, I think I think that's sort of inevitable. Um, are there any Lions running backs you have any confidence? I'm afraid of all of them. I don't know. Like, carry on Johnson is the long-term play. Clearly, that's not uh, you know that, that's not something that's uh, uh, not too obvious. But Garrett Blunt's going to get goal line work, and Theo Riddick's going to be catching the ball in the backfield. And you know, we know Matt Patricia's got got a history with 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 the Garrett. So. This week, I would sort of fade my Lions running backs and sit back and see what happens. And if I had to start one of them, if I'm in a PPR league, Marcus, it actually might be Theo Riddick. Interesting. Yeah, it I mean, might be. I'm, I'm still amazed that Amir, Amir Abdullah is still on this roster. I don't get that either. That that surprised me. Yep. I figured for sure they were going to try to trade him or at least let him go and see if he could catch on somewhere else. But uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Yep. Last game of the week, Rams at Raiders from Oakland. Look, it's simple. Are there any Rams you're sitting? Are there any Raiders you're starting? <laughs> that's, that's all I want to know. Yeah, dude. I mean, in terms of Oakland's offense, you're probably going to play Marshawn if you need a flex starter. But don't look at the stats from last year. You know, in the first couple of weeks of the season, that's what we have to do. That's all we really have uh, is to look at the stats from last season. But that Rams defense in the interior, I mean, you add Indomitian Sue, you're adding a lot of beef in the middle of that defense. And they were bad against the run last year. So I don't think they'll be that bad with with Sue uh, stuffing up the middle. So Marshawn, to me, is a fade, but he, he's he's a flex starter if you need it. Amari Cooper, I want nothing to do with him this week. Not against that defensive backfield. Jared Cook, yeah, good luck with that one. And on the Rams side, you could make an argument for starting every 
one of their wide receivers yeah. in the top three. Like, how many times uh, this season will we be touting three wide receivers from the same team as potential starts? I well, mean, that's not going to happen very often. Well, the Raiders have 16 games. And, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> like... Yeah, no, there's between, you know, Cooks, Woods, Cup, yeah. all three of those guys are, are legitimate starts. Yeah, and Jared Goff is a sleeper. He's a streamer. If you need a quarterback, maybe I shouldn't say sleeper, but um, he's at least a streamable option. And the Rams defense is a tremendous play, just a tremendous play. Easily. I just feel like after they traded Khalil Mack, like, I don't know. It seems like everything's sort of in disarray in Oakland, you know, with John Gruden. The locker room has got to be wondering – you know, what the heck's going on? Right. We just traded our best defensive player and one of the best defensive players in the entire league. So I don't really expect much out of the Raiders at all this week. Yeah. And that's why we like the Rams. And that's why we we like the Rams defense to, to put up a, a good stat line as well. So Greg Zerline, I mean, get them all in your lineup, man. Anyone wearing a Rams jersey that's got fantasy value is going to be relevant this week. They were a bad defense and then they traded their one pass rusher. That's just, I just don't get it. That's just, I don't get it, man. I mean, okay, you got two first-round picks. You know how many first-round picks bust? You know? I mean, and the Raiders don't have the, the best track record of drafting guys. They spent the first-round pick on Khalil Mack, and that kind of worked out. That was it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you think maybe you think you can hit on that again, but chances oh, are no, you dude. probably can. I'd rather keep the guy that I know he's going to make an impact rather than trade for two young guys eventually, who may or may not may pan may out. Indochino is the world's most exciting menswear company. Did you hear that? They are exciting. They make suits and shirts to your exact measurements for an unparalleled fit and comfort. All available in a wide selection of high-quality fabrics and colors with the option to personalize details like your lapel, lining, pockets, buttons, and writing your own monogram. And now Indochino is expanding into casual clothing with made-to-measure chinos. These will quickly become your go-to pant, pairing easily with anything from a suit jacket to a sweater. They're perfect for any time of the year and any occasion from boardroom meetings to Sunday brunches. Available for an introductory price of just $79. Better yet, this week our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for only $3.59 at Indochino.com. Just enter the code LIVE at checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, shipping is free. Just go to Indochino.com and use the promo code LIVES to get any premium suit for just $359 and free shipping. This is an incredible deal for a premium made-to-measure suit. So those are all the games going on this weekend. Before we get out of here, though, we're going to dip in our mailbag. So, Eddie, I know you went to Twitter. You found some questions. Hit us with a few of them before we, uh, before we sign off on this one. Sounds good to me. Um, you guys did hit a lot on the Le'Veon Bell, James Conner situation in Pittsburgh, and that was the bulk of the, the tweets we received. We did get a lot. Of course. Um, but the one I will bring up, not to keep rehashing that, it was an interesting question. Was uh, It's from at McSalmonBeer. Uh, if you're a Bell owner, do you trade and try to get maximum value right now or hold on throughout the season? I still would hold on and wait. I mean, you're talking about a guy who has the potential to be the best running back in fantasy football. And, you know, I, I, it's it's a delicate dance because if he comes out and says suddenly, like, I'm not going to show up till week 10, then you're, you're kind of screwed. But right now, I still want to believe that he's going to be there soon. And I just, you know, whatever you trade away or whatever you trade for is not going to be able to replace Le'Veon Bell. Dude, I mean, you know how much money he's going to drop if he continues to hold out? And we've heard reports that he could potentially hold out uh, through week 10 and then he still retains his free agent status. And 
then you hear other reports, well, he doesn't want to play based on the contract that he's currently under because he doesn't feel like that contract mirrors a guy who's going to get 400 touches, so he's going to force his way into not seeing 400 touches by not showing up. I wouldn't trade him, and to be honest with you, what would you get for him right now? Like, are you going to get maximum? Like, if you're trading Le'Veon Bell, okay, this dude's awesome, okay? He is one of the best running backs in fantasy football. You should be getting one of the best wide receivers or running backs in fantasy football in return. And right now, you're not going to get it. You're going to get a bunch of Todd Mossberg offers. And if you listen <laughs> to this podcast, he's going to be really mad at me. I love you, Moss. He's one of our producers at NFL Fantasy Live. But he does make some very sketchy trade offers. Although, Marcus, I've been told I do that too. Um, but I, I just I, I wouldn't trade him because I don't think you could get maximum value for him at this no. point. You're going to get him. You're sort of stuck with him. You're going to get lowballed. Uh, yes. At this point, if you're trying to trade Le'Veon Bell. So I'd hold on to him for the time being. All right. Uh, well, if you're a person like me who streams defense and have to pick up one right before the season starts, means you got to drop somebody. So at HJO1403 asks this, um, who do I drop for a defense between Isaiah Crowell, Corey Davis, or Sammy Watkins? Sammy Watkins for me. I just, I, I, I can't. I'm done. I'm out. You know, we, people keep talking about his potential and like waiting for him. Like, look, man, we're in year five and it hasn't happened yet. And he's on his fifth offensive coordinator in five seasons. I'm done. I'm done with the Sammy Watkins experience. Yeah, I mean, you don't get bounced around like that if you're a valuable asset, which is kind of why I'm a little down on Brandon Cooks, too, because he keeps getting bounced around. But to me, it really depends on where you're deep and where you're not. I mean, if you've got four wide receivers and Watkins is your fourth and you've got five running backs and Morris is your fifth, then maybe you're dropping Morris. So um, I would agree with Marcus's point in that. I'm not a buyer into Sammy Watkins. Um, uh, one of my leagues, I actually just had this exact scenario, and I ended up dropping Alfred Morris because I had a little more depth at the running back position than I did at wide receiver. Uh, one more. All right, let's do a little trade scenario for you guys. Okay. Uh, at Big Money three two three asked this in, a, in his half PPR league: Would uh, should he trade Tevin Coleman for Rex Burkhead? Uh, if I'm getting Rex Burkhead, yeah, I think I I would rather have Rex Burkhead than, than Tevin Coleman. I think I, I have more faith in the Patriots offense, and I think he's going to get a bigger workload than Tevin Coleman will this year. I, I would agree. Um, I would agree, no question. I get it. The Patriots' backfield can be confusing at times, but Burkhead did show some flashes of being a really solid fantasy player when he was out there on the field for the P-Men last season. So uh, I would side with Burkhead. I'd side with Marcus here. So that's it. That's week one. We are we are done with this one. We are we will come back on Monday. We will recap what we saw. We will uh, you know do some overreaction theater because I'm sure we'll panic. Oh, there's going to be a lot of it. Oh, there's going to be a lot of it. You watch, dude. <laughs> like Sam Bradford's going to throw for 425 and three touchdowns. Gonna be like, He's the QB one. He's Alex. He's Alex Smith of 2018. <laughs> Go get Sam Bradford in your lineup. That's so. uh, that's that's part of the fun of fantasy football. Absolutely. So enjoy week one. We'll be back with you on Monday. And uh, always remember, look, it's week one. We got to get all the way through this. We've got a long way to go. In a short time to get there, rest in peace, Bert. We'll see you on Monday. You go into your shower feeling tired. 
But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.